Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Colorado Avalanche post game coverage continues now on Denver's official home for Avs hockey. Let's go Between the Pipes with Alex Ryan-Emmy and Mark Springer. Here's Logan O'Connor, shorthanded breakaway, O.C., backhander, he scores! O.C.'s playing, baby! Back-to-back games with shorthanded goals for the Avalanche. Logan O'Connor strikes again. It's 4-1 Colorado. the San Jose Sharks. They score 13 goals in two games this week at Ball Arena. They're over 500, 6-5-1 now on the season. Four-point night for Sam Girard. Logan O'Connor adds another. He continues to be red hot on the penalty kill. And this was a game that started off really slow. Through about eight minutes, nine minutes of this hockey game, the San Jose Sharks were out shooting the Avs 9-1. The Avs got the first power play of the game. It sputtered. And then halfway through that first period of play, something clicked. And from the 10-minute mark in the first through the remainder of that hockey game, the Avs completely controlled and dominated the 200-by-85-foot ice sheet. A 6-2 final uh, they continue to score in in droves without Nathan McKinnon. And I'm not saying that they're a better team without Nathan McKinnon, I'll but say they're it. finding a way. I'll say it. Trade them. They're finding a way. Hot take alert. Hot to take step alert. Up. Bo and Byram, too. <laughs> Clearly don't need them. <laughs> they're finding a way to step up in the absence of leaders, in the absence of superstars, as well. Welcome to Between the Pipes. I'm your host, Alex Ryan Emmy. You know me better as Raj. Joined as always by my partner, the radio machine, Mark Springer, and Steve Nelson, our super producer behind the glass, opening us up with some uh, Phantom Planet, as you guys always hear on this show when OC's playing, baby. Let's get weird. His second shorthanded goal of the season tonight, I believe, and I'm um, looking it up right now. 
But, uh, you know, the Avs, what I do have in front of me is that they got just the one. No, yeah, just the Devontae's power play goal today. Just the one. One for five. One for five. But you know what? They were 30th in the NHL in power play percentage before the last game. Then they went two for three in that game. One for five tonight. Now up to 25th. In the NHL. Eat your heart out, Devils. The slow climb. Eat your heart out, Canadiens. I, I know they only go Islanders. one for five spring tonight. The power play did look much better outside of the zone entry. The zone entry is still struggling right now. I, I still don't love the slingshot without Nathan McKinnon carrying the puck up the ice. I, I would like to see that changed outside of the breakout in the zone entry. The puck movement in zone was actually quite good this evening. Outside of that first power play, I liked number two, three, four, and five for the Avs tonight in terms of their puck movement, their shots on net. Um, that's what I needed to see is more shots generated, more chances generated by that man-up unit. Uh, they do let in uh, a goal later on in that game, but like... Well, that you was get, because of the wave, right? Right, it was because of the wave. I mean, let's be honest. The Avs are up 4-1, the wave starts at Ball Arena, and then, you know what? The fans stopped paying attention to the game because they're paying attention to the wave. The players clearly stopped paying attention to the game because San Jose scores. Makes it a 4-2 hockey game. Yeah, you know, that's what you get for starting the wave. <laughs> but well, uh, Between the pipes, decidedly anti-wave oh, yeah. radio show. Oh, yes. Uh, so the Avs up, up to 25th in the NHL in power play percentage. Going 20% on the night gets that done. But with Logan O'Connor's second shorthanded goal of the season, the Avs have tied the St. Louis Blues. They lead the NHL in shorthanded goals for with three. So your power play might be very, bleh, but your shorthanded goal percentage is tops in the NHL. So I've got, if I'm correct, it's two from O'Connor, one from Helm, and I believe Helm and O'Connor have both factored in on each other's shorthanded goals this season. It's been back-to-back games on two-on-ones for O'Connor and Helm. This one happens to uh, take place in the neutral zone. A beautiful pass from blue line to blue line, which a handful of years ago in the National Hockey League, that would have been an illegal pass. There was a time where you could not make a two-line pass in the NHL, which is just bonkers to me to to think of how that rule was ever, ever allowed. Helm and O'Connor are perfect together on that kill. They have an immense amount of speed. O'Connor is already showing to be a bargain and a half being signed for multiple years at $1.05 million annually. That guy, that guy can play. He was up on the first line. JT Confort plays a really good game tonight, goes out with an upper body injury. We don't know what's happening with him quite yet, but he was held out for the remainder of the game. And guess who jumps up to the first line? Logan O'Connor. I've said before, if you're if you're drunk and you require glasses, but you don't have them on, so your vision is not only blurred from the alcohol, but also your bad vision to begin with. The guy is drunk! And you're squinting at the television, and you see Logan O'Connor out there. He wears number 25. McKinnon wears number 29. There are times where you'd be like, hey, that's Nathan McKinnon. Now... Again, you have to be wasted and you have to have bad vision to begin with. 
But Logan O'Connor kind of sometimes sort of looks like Nathan McKinnon out there. He's got good speed. That finish on the shorthanded goal Beautiful. was pretty nice. Yeah, a little fake shot, backhand roof. It absolutely gorgeous tonight. Another goal from Devon Taves. He's got a couple in three games since being back. He did lead the Avs in goals last year for defensemen. Nine tallies on the year for number seven. That was good for seventh in the National Pardon me, seventh in the National Hockey League. Thanks to our good friend Brendan McNicholas for that stat during the game. Um, This team is starting to hit, right? It was a slow first 10 games. They go four, five, and one. You come back home against a middling Vancouver Canucks team and then a San Jose Sharks squad, which I don't know what to make of yet. I, I think that they're, I think that they're the worst, worst team in the state of California. I think Anaheim's hot streak is a little deceptive, although I love their young core, and I think L.A. is starting to put it together. Obviously, they lost tonight in overtime, but they have eight straight games in terms of getting points coming off of a seven-game win streak. I don't know what to think about San Jose. I think their core is old. I don't believe that they're going to be there come playoff time, but right now they're playing decently. Right? They're, a, they're an above 500 hockey team. They were 7-5-2 and two coming into this game. And outside of the first 10 minutes, you manhandled them. I I mean, Anaheim has the best goalie in the state. So, and I think that that is something where San Jose certainly lacks right now. Martin Jones isn't great, but actually the little tandem that they have there in Philly with Martin Jones and Carter Hart, that's not bad. Aiden Hill. Carter Hart, 39 saves on 40 shots against last night. Yeah, it got that huge upset win in uh, Carolina. Aiden Hill. You know, I mean, you get a little fortunate there, you know, that you're going up against a team with some weak goaltending. Uh, they did get all of their, I th- I think it was COVID because I, I saw that they were all out with illness. They're all back tonight, like Carlson, uh, Vlasic, a couple other good players who have been out were back tonight. Um, so maybe a little rust uh, post COVID haze setting in there for the Sharks. But yeah, I mean, we saw with San Jose last year. And it's weird because the past few seasons before that, they were consistently a playoff team and making runs in the playoffs, and and it it just kind of snapped, you know. Now they're older, uh, but yeah, still look great tonight. By the way, we got a text from Connor McGahee saying, "Between the pipes, Colin hates fun." Look, Connor, the results speak for themselves. The data, don't, data don't lie. Take that for data. Okay, uh, they, they got a power play goal right after <laughs> the wave started. Take that for data. Is this David isn't Fister tin hat stuff. That? This isn't tin hat stuff. We we see what our eyes see. And then we tell you what that data means in real time. We don't hate fun. We hate goals against. We don't hate fun. Uh, we it's... hate lack of concentration. Avs win 6-2. Take a quick break between the pipes with more back in three minutes. You're listening to Between the Pipes. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Colorado Avalanche postgame show. Branton and Al for Burakovsky. He lets it go. Blocked as well. Branton and back for Burakovsky. In traffic. Broken stick by the Sharks. Avs keep it in. Sam Gerrard holding. Shooting. Blocked. Rebound is loose. Score! Andre Burakovsky, just out for a rip, are you, bud? The all-important next goal goes to the Avalanche. 
And Andre Burakovsky has his fourth goal of the season. The lead is back to three. Five, two, Colorado with under 10 to go in the third. A 6-2 final for the Avs over the San Jose Sharks. They score 13 goals in their last two games at home. Sam Girard, you just heard it from the Golden Pipes of Connor McGahee on the Altitude Radio Network and locally here in the Denver metro area on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Sam Girard, four points, one goal, three assists. He was sensational this evening. He ties his career high, which do you remember the last time Sam Girard had four points? They knocked a goaltender out of the game. It was at home against a division rival. I'll guess the Blues. It was the seven-three victory over the Blues hey, on January second of twenty twenty. Nah, I had to. It, there's there's too many games. Hard. You know, that was hard. Yeah, so he ties his career high that Gerard set all the way back in uh, in the early sets of twenty twenty. Uh, you get a, a beautiful, beautiful game from outside the first ten minutes of this hockey game. The rest of it was dominant in nearly all facets, right? You get a couple of really weird angle goals from San Jose. Couture scores from essentially having his butt on the half wall on Kemper's glove side three minutes and change into the game. And there's that one little bumper pass to hurdle or sorry. um, uh, Was it Barbanov? Yeah, uh, on Barbanov, the dot, right? After so after the wave, a, a couple, a couple of really weird spots there, but outside of those couple of, uh, of miscues the abs were were largely dominant in this game gerard has those four points but he has one miscue in the game and that was in the second period where he loses the puck on the offensive blue line gets cross-checked in you know i wouldn't say it's a penalty cross-check but uh, gets checked down to the ice as he's retreating for that puck as the last man and then san jose comes down an odd man rush Kemper makes the first save, but as he's making that first save, he flies out like five, six feet outside the net. And who's there but to back check on his own mistake and get in front of what would have surely been a San Jose goal in a time where the game was certainly not out of hand for San Jose at all. But Sam Gerard gets back and blocks the shot when Kemper's trying to scramble back into the net. He was excellent tonight in all facets of the game. See, he didn't make a mistake tonight. Sam Gerrard made no mistakes. He played a perfect hockey game. Uh, and I'm glad he got the empty, empty net goal. It's kind of hard for Sam to score. Uh, he's smaller. He throws these wrist shots from the point. You're, you know, best case, they're getting tipped. You know what I'm saying? It's hard for Sam to score. So, well, the laser beam. He got the empty netter. The laser beam that was his third assist of the game ends up being the Burakovsky goal, right? The fifth goal of the game. It just came. It was the shift after San Jose scores in the power play. Gerard gets set up for a one timer up top and absolutely hammers this puck. And it hits Landeskog in his right quad. And then Burakovsky comes up grabs the puck and deposits it in the top of the net. He hurt Landeskog pretty good on that shot. Like Landy didn't get up quickly. The rest of the team was going and celebrating the goal and Gabe was still on the ice. Like that thing stung. Well, he can shoot the puck. Like, don't don't he, get me wrong. Is he, is he shooting the puck 102 miles an hour? Like Shea Weber was back in the day. No, but I, I'm telling you, he can hammer the puck. 
every NHL player can, but Gerard for his side, he, he can get a lot on that puck. Well, even though a lot of times it's, it feels like it's tough for him to get true shots through without getting tipped, but that's good. You know, you, you can still set your teammates up for a tip. If you're Sam Gerard, he did also lead the abs in shots on goal tonight. That's kind of incredible. Actually five shots on goal for Sam Gerard. And you know, he had the nice assist on the Alex Newhook goal. I think Tyson Jost kept a puck barely in the zone, like way back when on that play, it was Jost Newhook and Jason Magna out there. Uh, that line was cooking for a little bit tonight, uh, but a nice play by Gerard to, you know, one thing he does do really well. he, and a lot of abs defensemen don't have a problem with this. Sam Gerard, no exception, come up into the play looking to make something happen. Uh, but his eyes are always up. He's, he's an assist man and cross eyes pass to new hook and for new hook to one time that thing. And just such a thing of beauty for this young. How old is this kid now? 20, 21, I believe 21. This is good to see. He had four shots on goal tonight. Did Alex new hook. It looks like I, maybe just a couple weeks with the Eagles just got his mind right a little bit because he's been good in these, in his first two games up new hook scores his first NHL goal. Yes. He's 20, he, he's 20 years old. Sorry. Yes, he'll, turn 20, he'll turn 21 in January. Ah, there we go. Still. That's so young. New hook, his first official national hockey league goal. You'll recall that he did score a goal in the playoffs last year, but I, I agree that play from Gerard after the long shift from the line of Magna, New Hook, and I was in in Tyson Jost, uh, they hem San Jose in their own zone for nearly two minutes, and you were able to get Nachushkin on and off the ice. You're able to switch your defensemen. Makar and Gerard were out there playing together, and Gerard makes that play right. He had the ability when the puck was literally sitting on the blue line at the top of the zone. Most NHL defensemen. Most defensemen in general would just slap that puck into the corner and live to fight another day. Gerard, knowing he's a puck mover, knowing that's the elite part of his game, right? He's not an elite physical defender. He's too small to do that. But what he is the elite at is moving the puck and using his feet to make plays. Instead of throwing that puck into the corner, which would have been the safe play, go off, get a change, maybe the guys can get something done, he sees that he has ice and opportunity and he pushes it into the open space. I'm glad you brought that up because that is, that's the type of thing when you look at Gerard and there's always the boo birds about Sam Gerard because he's a smaller defenseman about like, Oh, you know, he shouldn't be on the ice. He's a liability. You should trade him. Now there's a reason why a lot of executives around the league look at the $5 million annual contract for Gerard with purple faced envy. And, and the play that he showed you tonight was why. And his third assist was the opening power play goal. The the dump behind, not that true slingshot play between him and Devon Taves, but it was still Gerard on the left side up to Taves at the point. Gerard and Taves on power play too. I mean, that's working. It's been working since Taves arrived. It's back-to-back games that it's produced. And Taves has been back for just a few games now. So... Yeah, Gerard and Taves on power play, too. That's a thing. That's a real thing. So I saw this. First two power plays, right? The first one was nonsense. The second one, they score. Uh, Kadri has his fourth of the year. The third power play, Middleton takes the penalty with about five minutes to go in the first period of play. What I noticed, and this is significant, and I know McKinnon's not in the lineup, but the second power play unit started that power play. 
And it's not like the first, the it's not like Rantanen and Landeskog mm-hmm. and Comfer were gassed because they were not at all. There was another one later in the game where the second power play started the game too. Right. It was after a TV timeout. So that's how you know that there's he, confidence in yes, that unit. Because, okay, Miko's rested. We, we just had a, a break for the viewers to watch, you know, the, the Mike Shaw Subaru commercial, you know? You getting paid for that? No free like, ads. What are the ads on altitude again? <laughs> yeah, it, that means something. It, it's showing you that you have some confidence in that second unit when Devon Taves and Sam Gerrard are playing together. So again, 6-2 winners, Gerrard four points, Taves scores again, Alex Newhook gets his first NHL goal. All happy things coming from Ball Arena this evening. We'll take a quick break. Hit the NHL scoreboard, tell you what we liked and didn't like around the league. Raj and Spring between the pipes, taking you guys up until 11 p.m. right here on Colorado's only home for NHL hockey, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. You're listening to Between the Pipes, Altitude Sports Radio 92.5's Colorado Avalanche postgame show. Another turnover. Sam Gerrard keeps it at the blue line, trying to escape. Barabanov, Gerard, backdoor, one-timer, SCORE! Hook! Give him the hook! Alex Newhook's first goal of the season has the abs up by two here in the second period. What a play by Gerard! And he got out the driver. No more sandwich for Alex Newhook. There's the driver past Hill. It's 3-1 Avalanche. What a pass by Gerard. I mean, that's an elite. Goals from Taves, Kadri, Newhook, O'Connor, Burakovsky, and Gerard this evening as the Avs roll to a 6-2 win at home over the San Jose Sharks. They improved to 6-5-1 on the season. They'll have three days off prior to going up to Vancouver to take on the Canucks on Wednesday night. Speaking of those Canucks, they trail the Vegas Golden Knights with under two minutes to go in the third period by a score of seven to four, a billion goals scored in that game. Well, actually 11 if you're doing the uh, the math properly. Evgeny Dadanov, two goals. Uh, Marcia sold two goals there for the Knights. Seven, four, um, almost 80 shots combined in that game between mm. Vancouver and Vegas. Yeah, so Vancouver scored early in this game. JT Miller, your guy, uh, three minutes into the game. Then Tanner Pearson, just three minutes after that. It's 2 nothing Canucks. Hey, they're motivated. They're playing well after getting crushed by the Avs 7-1. All right, here we go. Uh, it's 7-4 to now. And again, no... Actually, Mark Stone's back tonight. Mark Stone's back tonight. He has one assist, so that's good. But no William Carlson, obviously, Pacioretty, Alec Martinez. Uh, it's time for Travis Green to get fired. Yeah, Travis Green does need to go. They're, they're significantly <laughs> struggling up there with bad. a really good, talented, young core uh, for the Canucks. Thatcher Jemko, 30 saves on 37 opportunities. So, uh, again, that's, what, 13 goals, I believe, surrendered in his last two games uh, for Demko. So again, uh, things are starting to burn up there in Vancouver. Hopefully the Avs can take advantage of that on Wednesday evening. The Bruins, 5-2 winners over the Devils today. 3-2 overtime winners. The Jets over the Kings. They halt Los Angeles's seven-game win streak. Yeah, but now it's an eight-game point streak. I love that about the NHL. As long as you can force it to overtime. Now if you're in Los Angeles, they spin it as, hey, 
We're on an eight-game point streak. Points in age straight. Used to be the old unbeaten streak in the NHL when you were able to tie games after going to a deadlock through the overtime period. The Maple Leafs, 5-4 winners over the Sabres. Toronto, after starting 2-5 and five on the year, are now 10-5-1, and one, the Morgan, Maple Leafs. Morgan Riley scoring with 12 seconds left in that game. It was 4-4. That's devastating for the Sabres, who fall to 6-6-2. Uh, the Sabres came hot out out of the gate this year, but one thing for Sabres fans... They're no longer dull to watch. They're an exciting hockey team to watch after making the Eichel trade. Speaking of Jack Eichel, he underwent disc surgery or disc replacement surgery. By all reports, it was successful, and he now begins a three, four, five-month recovery. We don't know when we'll see Jack Eichel in a Vegas uniform first. Senators double up the Penguins 6-3 at home. The Red Wings 3-2 winners over the Canadiens. Alex Najelkovic getting yet another win. The Red Wings 8-6-2. Yeah, Dylan Larkin uh, had a pretty crazy goal. The one from the corner. Yeah, to get them on the board and tie it at one. And then he also had the overtime winner. Speaking of overtime winners, Braden Point nets his fifth of the season, two minutes and 13 seconds into the extra frame to give the Lightning the win over their in-state rival, Florida Panthers. Lightning 7-3-3, Panthers 10-2-3. The Rangers 5-3 winners over the Blue Jackets, getting two goals from Chris Kreider. 3-2 winners for the Hurricanes over the Blues, helping the Avs. The Blues finally fail to get a point in a game. So Blues 8-3-2, and, and the Hurricanes improve uh, 11 and two over 13 games. That team is on absolute fire right now. Yeah. And uh, blues lose wild win in Seattle four to two. So the wild are the top team in the central uh, with 20 points and uh, the Kraken Raj, your bet for them to not make the playoffs. Yeah. They're, uh, they're, they're the team. second worst team in the West. The worst is the Arizona coyotes who lost four to one in Nashville. Uh, that's, the, the Coyotes getting themselves a top three pick in this draft. Uh, they'll have the odds on favorite to get the first is my guess. One 13 and one are the Arizona Coyotes. Jake Chikrin finally gets his first goal of the year. He was like minus. I think he was dash 20 or something going into this game. That's uh, unfortunate because he's a good player. He's a really good defender, really good defender. <laughs> but the team around him, not so great. The Stars, 5-2 winners over the Flyers. And then you did mention earlier the Wild double up the Kraken. Four to two uh, this evening. Two goals, three goals rather. All three goals from uh, Rim Pitlick. Is that what his name is? Rim Pitlick. Yeah, this. Is, I think it's technically Rem Pitlick, but what a name. Yeah, we, uh, one one way or another. Hey, phrase it. Is this guy related to what's his name? Tyler Pitlick. Pitlick scoring his first, second, and third career goals. Sometimes you gotta lick your pits, man. <laughs> Actually, I've never licked my pits, but... Uh, can, can one lick their pits? I think, yeah. Yeah, you can. Uh, that'd be really salty. Uh, <laughs> you can't tell me that. His cousin is Tyler Pitlick. Thank you, Wikipedia. Oh, Tyler got the good name. You got Rim. Yeesh. Av started off a little slow this evening. They struggled to get into the flow of things, but they finally get out that 6-2 win. They score in droves yet again. Uh, Jared Bednar had this to say in his post-game presser slow start and then um and then we started to come um phrasing okay what i need everybody to understand about that right there is that was literally the first thing that jared bednar said 
in his post game press conference. Like a lot of times a coach will come out with his opening statement. Like the, the, he won't even get a question from the reporter. He just sits down and actually he sits down at the table, gets on the mic and Steve played again. This is, this is the first thing out of Jared Bednar's mouth. Slow start. And then, um, and then we started to come. Oh and, yeah. And what, why? And is, is that a hockey thing? Because I would say, well, slow start, but then we started to play well. Slow start, but then, you know, we got it together. I would, I would not say <laughs> slow. And then we started to come. I would not say that. Like, I know what everyone knows what he means. Of course, everyone knows what but he what, means. Is that like a hockey thing where it's like, yeah. Yeah, I've heard a lot of coaches say, yeah, all right, all right, we're starting to come now. We're ready. Oh, boy. You do not hear that at any other sport. Well, there, it's also it's also the sport that says, like, if you get too anxious or you're you're jumping the gun a little bit too much, right? Like, you're you're trying to do too much too early. They'll they'll have the term, you know, you're just a little too horny out there. Yeah, I ha- you're right. You're right. Where did I hear that? You heard it. Paul Bissonette said it on national television, and he was talking to Wayne Gretzky when he okay, did Okay, it. no, it's not the only sport because I heard – I did not hear that from Biz, actually. Vic Fangio said that, and it's an old, old-school thing in football to say we were horny out there. Love it. Love <laughs> coach speak. My favorite stuff in the world. Yeah, uh, Avs started slow. They found a way to uh, to come back and win 6-2 this evening against the San Jose Sharks. We'll take one more timeout and come back on the other side. More Between the Pipes on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. You're listening to Between the Pipes. Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. Colorado Avalanche postgame show. Actually, I've never licked my pits, but uh, can can one lick their pits? I think, yeah, yeah, you can. Uh, that'd be really salty. <laughs> uh, oh, you can't tell me that. Is this a new Taylor Swift song that came out like yesterday? This is. This is this is, the ten minute version? This is the song that completely ruined Jake Gyllenhaal's life. Yes. We don't have ten minutes to play this whole song. Taylor Swift, yeah. But we do have some pits to lick, evidently, if such a thing is possible. Licking pits. absolutely possible. It's what you get on a late Saturday night with Between the Pipes, Alex Ryan Emmy, Mark Springer, beautiful voice of Steve Nelson is the one you just heard right there. Avs win 6-2 at home. Now one game over 500. Nazem Kadri gets his 14th point of the season. It leads the team by two. Next closest is Gabe Landeskog with 12. Nathan McKinnon, 10 points in his eight games played. He will be out for the remainder of the month of November and possibly the first few games of that road trip up in Canada to start December. Uh, the Avs will be on the road in Vancouver Wednesday night, 7 p.m. game against a struggling Canucks team that has given up 14 goals in their last two games. Canucks will play tomorrow night. They're in Anaheim. Anaheim has a seven-game win streak. They're on fire right now. Uh, and they beat the Canucks last Tuesday in overtime in Vancouver. So very possible that Vancouver will come, uh, not go back to There's Vancouver. That There's that word again. I, you know, the games at Vancouver, not in Denver. They will not come to get to Denver. They will go back to Vancouver on a four-game losing streak. Uh, and the Avs will have. Three days off. 
Three days off prior to the Vancouver game. They'll then see the or Seattle cracking uh, second worst team in the league right now. So I'm assuming you will have Philip Grubauer in goal to play his old team. There's going to be some money up on the board there, uh, as it said in the game for for Grubauer. I bet you there's probably a lot of money up on the board tonight with it being Hockey Fights Cancer Night. Alex Newhook's parents were in attendance, and he actually ends up scoring his first NHL goal. So uh, it should be a fun night for the Avs. Few days off for that team. But they come out on top in the fashion they need to. I, I, It was never time to panic for this team. I had always set the date of by the time Thanksgiving comes and goes, you need to have it right. And it seems like the Avs are getting it, getting it correct right now. This is the time where this team needs to be successful, rattle off a bunch of wins, and with the schedule showing Vancouver, Seattle, Ottawa, Anaheim, you should come out of there with four or five wins. Yeah, even though Anaheim's hot right now, that's still a favorable matchup. So yeah, these next four games, two on the road, two at home, all four, man, you, you should get a point out of all of them. It would be a disappointment if, if they did not get a point out of any of these four games. But, you know, you're without McKinnon, and we'll see when Byram comes back. Hell, we'll see when JT Comfort comes back. He left. I think uh, um, I saw a tweet about it. I can't even remember what it was, but Bednar did not make it sound like it was too serious. If I can pull that up real quick, injury, I've already forgotten. Injury bug continues to bite the Avs, even though they find ways uh, to get their two points. Again, one game over 500 for Colorado. Uh, for my partner, Mark Springer. For Steve Nelson doing his thing behind the glass. My name is Alex Ryan Amy. Thank you guys so much for listening to the program night in and night out. We love doing this stuff for you guys. We can't do it uh, without you. Thank you for all of you texted in on the Shop Automotive text line at 30933. As always, a special shout out to my peeps on twitch.tv slash altitude SR hanging out with us in chat. We love you. Make sure you guys get home safe tonight. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday. A beautiful Broncos Sunday coming up. Tune in to Altitude Sports Radio tomorrow after the Broncos game. They're two and a half points, or half point favorites at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. You can listen to Andy Lindahl and his no huddle post game show presented commercial free by Man Therapy. Listen to that and uh, get your Broncos takes in as best you can. Avs win. Let's let's sweep it, baby. Let's do it. Avs. Broncos Nuggets play tomorrow. Nuggets play tomorrow. They got the Blazers, right? Nuggets 6 p.m. on Altitude Sports Radio 92.5. That's good news. Nikola Jokic is. uh, Avs win 6-2. 13 goals scored in their two-game homestand. The next time you will hear our voices will be Wednesday evening, 7 p.m., a 6.30 pregame with Mark Bertinoli. Spring and I will get on about 10 p.m. that night when they take on the struggling Vancouver Canucks between the pipes. Out of here. Fox Sports Radio is up next. Slow start. And then um, and then we started to come. This has been Between the Pipes, Colorado Avalanche postgame show. That's just magnificent. With Alex Ryan and Mark Springer on Denver's official home for Avs hockey. Altitude Sports Radio. Sound the horn. 92.5.